Doobie Brothers. Yes. Heard them this morning. And welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. My guest in studio, State Representative Pat Snyder. And the Doobie Brothers are here. Wait, no, they're, they're not. <laughs> I saw them in concert. Did you really? Way back in 19... Oh, my gosh. This dates me, 1970. They were... Uh, yeah, it was back in the old field. Uh, 1975, believe it or not. Wow. And the opening act, their first American appearance, Foreigner. Really? And then Doobie Brothers. Oh, my gosh. What a great concert. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. You know, I've been to, well, I've been to a number of concerts, but when I when it's a really good one, I save the ticket stub. I don't even know if they give, well, I'm sure they don't even have ticket stubs anymore, but I usually tuck it in the sleeve of the CD. Oh. So I've got, you I've got, got all kinds remember. of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything's electronic now, Meg. Yeah, oh, well, what? Oh, the good old days, The good Pat. old days. Oh, when you could go to the Doobie Brothers and Foreigner in one fell swoop. And have well, a good time. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this upcoming session. I know there, there's probably, as always, you, you anticipate there'll be some fireworks. I know this. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I just don't think we'll probably see as many bills because he vetoed okay. 127. Uh, I don't know if we'll see Is as that a many. Record? <laughs> uh, if not, very close to it. Uh, I, th- I just think that we're going to try to either see if there's compromise areas that we can, uh, you know, go through, or else just to. Uh, try to make it through the best we can uh, for the next four years. But one of the areas that we can, you know, bring out to the the serious ones are through the constitutional amendments right. that the voters will be able to decide whether or not they're good. So. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, I would imagine when you put out a, a common sense constitutional amendment, well, right. I mean, we'd like to reason us folks that believe in common sense. Oh, listen to me sounding like Governor Evil. E- e- evil. Oops, e- Evers. Us folks that uh, that uh, believe in common sense. but So let's talk about the, the constitutional amendment uh, to stop Zuckbucks. Right. Uh, just to kind of this for folks out there to need a refresher course, 2020 election, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, founded in part by Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, donated $8.8 billion, or the excuse B. me, million, million, oh, million sorry, okay. million, to five Wisconsin cities, Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, Kenosha, Racine. And they represented over 85% of the total amount donated to the state as a whole. So in return for these grants, municipalities had to agree to expand the number of polling places, purchase new machines and drop boxes. Uh, I think even new machines were purchased here in Marathon County with uh, some of that money. Also create new get-out-the-vote efforts. One community even used the funds for voting rights mural. Uh, in the end, the biggest issue is the private funds are going to local municipalities for election administration, and they aren't being distributed fairly. Again, the bulk of these funds are going to communities that are historically and overwhelmingly favored by one party. The only real outlier is Green Bay. Now, in Green Bay, individuals from the Center for Tech and Civic Life were given unprecedented access to absentee ballots and played an extremely concerning role in the administration of their election. In, pars- in, in uh, partiality of the elections is, is an important part that we have to take a, a rare step of amending our Constitution. This resolution would prohibit private funds from being used in local election administration and would state that only election officials can perform tasks 
in election administration. Now, that seems straightforward, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Only elected officials can perform tasks in election administration. Constitutional amendments must pass in two successive sessions, then be ratified by the people to become effective. So what was happening in Green Bay is this person from the Center for Tech and Civic Life was running the whole show, and the mm-hmm. elected person wasn't. Mm-hmm. And we put that bill to the governor, but he vetoed it. I just, you know, that to me is just common sense. So as we've already seen, these funds can be a dramatic effect on the outcome of the statewide races. In Green Bay, the Democrat candidate saw a 15% increase in votes from 2016 to 2020. And in Madison, that increase was just over 13% with an increase of 16,000 votes. So this is the only going to get worse now that the CTCL has opened the door both left and right leaning groups will start using this loophole in our campaign finance law. So we have to act now to close this door permanently. And this amendment will probably go out later this year and maybe see it on the ballot either in the spring of 24 or, or that November. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is so many people have told me, let's get money out of politics. Let's get money. Well, this is the way to do it. So well, it's interesting how Governor Evers uh, rewarded the, the five mayors by inviting them to uh, Madison to chum around i see that he invited milwaukee madison racine green bay and kenosha mayors uh to talk about and this is i mean this is the quote to talk about improving how we invest in our local communities and keep them safe wonder if they they talked at all about the ctcl and and really the electioneering that went on in the 2020 presidential yeah, they might have I, I i bet it was more the shared revenue stuff oh, well yeah. uh, you know i think it's interesting that uh uh, where were the other may you know it, were any of the conservative mayors in <laughs> in uh, in the state invited to or, or to meet just with? the nonpartisan ones right well yes well true enough yes and I would say I would say uh, nonpartisan and conservative are hand in hand when it comes to those offices that are nonpartisan I think they for the most part uh, conservatives do act in a nonpartisan manner so much more so than those on the left. So if this constitutional amendment uh, passes, mm-hmm. um, well, I should say, if if your efforts uh, as the legislature uh, are successful, the Republicans are going to have to do a really good job at informing the voters about why they should support this because you know that Democrats are going to do everything they can to claim that there's some sort of disenfranchisement that's going to occur as a result. And so, I mean, I always say that I wish that, you know, if I can, I don't really want to give Democrats any um, compliments today, but uh, Republicans need to do a better job at marketing whatever it is that they're uh, trying to persuade the voters to go for. And I, I certainly hope that, that some investment is made in that. Yeah, and we need to educate and have better messaging. And I think it comes down to what uh, Brian Shimming said to you a, a week or two ago. And, and you know, on, on Election Day, uh, when they come out, I mean, I, I come, I'll, I'll have 60 to 65 percent of the Election Day vote will come to me but it's the ballots that suddenly come in, all the absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. And that's the one area that Democrats are good at. They're mm-hmm. going out. Harvesting. Getting the ballots and bringing them in, mm-hmm. getting people to vote early. And uh, that's the one area I think Brian wants to, to, to work on because right. suddenly the numbers, you know, people wonder, how in the world can we go to bed or have somebody who has such a big lead and then suddenly it goes. 
because all the absentee ballots. Right. I mean, and they've certainly got that d- down to an art, don't they? they? So to speak. Well, so speaking of constitutional amendments, I know also what's going to come up this week is uh, bail reform. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that uh, tomorrow the Senate will go to the floor and uh, and pass it, and we're scheduled to go to the floor on Thursday. So uh, we have to have it by, I think it's like the 24th of January, in order for it to be on this April's uh, election ballot. It passed once already. Mm-hmm. And what this means is simply that uh, the, the, the whole purpose of bail is twofold. A is what's the likelihood this person will return and show up for court. That's why one thing of bail. And the second thing is, are they dangerous to the community now? And what some of the judges have said in the past is that, well, they don't have the ability to know what a criminal history is, similar to the Waukesha uh, uh, parade killer that he had tried to uh, ran over his child's mother uh, in a vehicle like a week or two before and was out on that. And Mm -hmm. the judge or the DAs maybe didn't look at that or said they couldn't look at that. Well, now we uh, have the ability to be able to go back if they have a criminal history of violence, uh, things to that nature, then we can we can hold them to that and, and either remand them or set bail at a higher standard. And so we just want to let the, the judges be able to look past. Now, you might be thinking like, well, what happens if he was a crazy or she uh, when they were a teenager or early 20s and they did something and they haven't done anything ba- worse in the last 10 or 15 years? And could a judge go back and say, oh, you know what? You uh, stole a car once when you were 20 and now you're 40, so I'm holding you. They, they have better discretion at that they're Mm -hmm. going to be looking at things to that nature plus i'm on a bill right now that uh, looks back and and tries to expunge some of these minor uh, things that might be on a record so they don't hold back on jobs in the future and career advancements for some of these individuals so uh, this is a good bill this this needs to give the judges more latitude and uh, for some of the uh, judges that uh, you know think that the bail you know they should be out on on the streets and, and things to that nature this they can't use the excuses, oh, I, I couldn't look back. Well, if this passes and the people say yes, yes, you can look back. Well, it's, it seems to me to be a no-brainer, but uh, unfortunately so many on the left have no brain. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so th- th- there's that going against us. But I certainly hope that uh, the even the, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, the lowest of low-information voters realize that this is to their benefit that – uh, this will help prevent uh, really hard criminals, violent criminals, from being released or from from not having whatever whatever it is that they've done in the past not reviewed as part of their sentencing for uh, any future crimes. I anticipate that there's going to be some kind of uh, well, some kind of distress that will that the Democrats will claim, but. Well, if you want to look and see how things are going, talk to some of the folks now in Illinois since that new law is, you know, some of the things that they're not going to put bail on uh, that are incredible that should be bailed. It's just a lot of folks, uh, what did I have, a couple of representatives when I was out of this conference from Illinois just can't believe what's going on there. And look at New York when they let people out and then suddenly these people reoffend. And that's the thing. We're just we're wanting to make sure not only they show up for court but also – that they don't hurt other folks, uh, you know, and, and who knows? They're either just bad people, they have emotional inst- instability. I don't know, but we need to keep people safe. 
Well, if you'd like to join the conversation this morning, stay on topic if you would. Uh, uh, State Representative Pat Snyder and I have been talking about uh, the constitutional amendments. We'd like for you to join the conversation. If you would like to do so, 715-845-2155. We also touched on uh, uh, children's mental health and, and the critical nature of that. So if you'd like to weigh in on that, 715-845-2155. First up this morning, good morning and welcome to Feedback. You're on with Meg and State Representative Pat Snyder. Top of the morning to the both of you and happy Motivational Monday. (laughs) Thank you. Right back at you. Morning. Good morning. It is a pleasure to speak with both of you, Representative Snyder. I wanted to comment real quick on, earlier on you were talking about parenting. Right. And I think this is such an important topic because when we look at where we are today, it is a cultural issue, almost a cultural sickness, because so many of our young people today, even people in our generation and the Gen X generation, fell into this me, me, me trap. Now, I do believe that you do have to love yourself, take care of yourself first in order to take care of those around you. This is true because otherwise you're of no service to your family. But we really need to get away from that me, me, me mentality and look at it as the duty, the honor, the privilege of taking care of your children in raising the next level, the next, the next evolution of productive citizens in our country. So how do we produce parents like that? <laughs> and then that's the hard part because... Yeah. Do do you legislate that? I don't think you can. I don't think so either. And I I, I really think it goes back to a cultural issue because the left control all cultural institutions. We've not been very good at that when it comes to the right. We're starting to get a little bit better, but we have to start making, you know, and I hate to say it like this, but you almost have to start making parenting look cool. Hmm. You know, actually caring about your family. Here, I'll give you a, a good example, and, and I don't know, maybe this is just something that's innate within people, but you have to look for ways to motivate people to have your children become better than you could have ever dreamed you yourself could be. You know, and it reminds me of this, uh, and I love memes. I spend way too much time on the Internet. But there was a meme. It was a lion, and it was a cub. And, of course, we know lions don't talk, but the quote was really powerful. It said that every time I thought about quitting, I looked down and I realized who was looking at me. And I had to carry on. Right. Well, that's great. Hey, thank you. Thank you for calling in this morning. It was great to hear from you. I appreciate it. Is this Ed? Yes, ma'am. I recognize your voice. Well, thank you so much (laughs) for calling in. I appreciate it. And great insight. And uh, safe travels. It sounds like you're, you're driving somewhere with your windshield wipers. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's Wisconsin, four seasons, one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, take care. Have a great week. We'll we'll talk again soon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. you 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Pat. A lot of times, too, with the schools, it used to be that if you got in trouble at school with the teacher and they called the parents, my parents, had the teacher's back. They supported everything the teacher mm-hmm. did. And if you needed to be disciplined or told or things to that nature, you were. Nowadays, parents think, oh, no, it's not my kid. It has to be the teacher. It's gotten to the point now where teachers feel like, do they share? I mean, they do, but 
and you, you maybe see how it's escalated to the point where if kids have emotional or unstable uh, conditions and questioning themselves, that teachers listen and they then don't inform parents. Mm. And so we're getting away. We got to get back to where we're a team again, folks, where parents and teachers work for the common goal of uh, advancing your child so they can be successful in life. Yeah, absolutely. If you'd like to join the conversation, 715-845-2155. Try to stay on topic. We've been discussing the constitutional amendment amendments in this upcoming session. 715-845-2155. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Good morning. Um, I have a question I would like to brought out in front of the American people. Do you think there's ethnic cleansing in what the Chinese have brought in that we are just, you know, killing throughout the whole world? It's not just in some countries like Africa used to do ethnic cleansing or mass murders, or in oh, when Saddam Hussein did mass murders in Iraq, and they're trying, and even China has done mass murders, and they are just putting it under the COVID word, and I just was wondering if anybody should bring this to the attention of the America of the people of the of the whole world. That I think they're the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians are trying to do ethnic cleansing in our world. Hey, thanks uh, for calling in. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I don't I don't know if it's the COVID, but I know one area that the Chinese are disrupting our nation. And that is sending fentanyl through Mexico up to us. Mm -hmm. And with 105,000 overdoses, they know that uh, between the fentanyl and between this new TikTok thing, they, uh, they, uh, we're not focusing on, on uh, you know, and then you look at them and they're focused on education. They're focused on everything else and they're disrupting us. So I, I would say it's a fentanyl problem more than anything else. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. You're on with Representative Snyder and Meg. Good morning, um, Pat. It's Lisa again. Um, I've been listening to you talk about mental health in children, and I just have a question for you. But can you I ask you something? Are you going to ask a question you've asked before, or are you going to stay no. on topic today? No, I'm staying on topic. Okay. About mental health in children. Do you think that it helps the mental health of a child when they've been at a daycare since birth, and then when they go to school, they can no longer go to that daycare that they've been in maybe since birth? How does that help a child's mental health? Because I've seen the effects of it, and it's not positive. No. Thanks for calling. And at least I agree, and believe it or not, I did talk to the secretary about that and actually got something uh, favorable that hopefully we'll be able to keep siblings together in the same daycare. So that was one positive aspect. Uh, others aren't quite as <laughs> positive. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Oh, good morning. Wanted to uh, get in a quick question. Um, you're Make it quick. About, we have about 30 seconds. All right. Well, you're talking about child's health and how, um, and I'm wondering about medical marijuana, how when that crosses the placental barrier and it starts to affect brain development, and we know that it, there's a change in the year to, a, I mean, in a month to a month and a half of what uh, the person's, um, what takes place with a person on marijuana, I think this would be really bad for children, not to mm -hmm. mention it. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. And that's that's a good concern. And, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, medical marijuana could also be used for seizures and things that would have to have a guardian to do it. But it would also not be available for women who are pregnant. So uh, that's one thing. I mean, it, it's it's something that can be helpful. And I'm sorry, I, you know, I, I just there's too many people suffering. I think we can help. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be back with final thoughts on WSAU Feedback. 
<laughs> wow, maybe we could play Stump uh, Stump Pat. Maybe. I, I, I like that game. <laughs> <laughs> Pat got it in two notes or less. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on WSAU. Tom could probably do it better than I could. Yeah, well, he's, he's a champion when it comes to music. Politics, not so much. Well, I appreciate you tuning in this morning. Thanks for coming in studio, Pat. Oh, I love Braving coming the in. elements. Heading down tomorrow to Madtown, as they say. Yes, yeah. Do you have to leave early? Uh, not too bad. I think I got some meetings at uh, 10 or 11. So I'll take off by 7, 7.30. And then Listen you... to your golden tones on the way down. Stop. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and then and... turn over to Dan O'Donnell at 9. Yes. Why not? So a question for you. Um, you're going to be at the event on Saturday. I will Wisconsin. be, yes. Okay, Can great. you give us some of the details? Yeah. Well, I would love to. How? You're, it's like you're a radio host or something, Pat. Yeah, so Get Involved Wisconsin has an event, Why the State Supreme Court Election is So Important, and how you can learn about how you can be part of that. And we have uh, former Justice Dan Kelly, Judge Jennifer Doro, Republican Party uh, Chairman Brian Schimming will be joining us, Speaker of the Wisconsin Assembly, Robin Voss, Saturday, January 21st, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Go out to getinvolvedwi.com for, to reserve your tickets. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll I, be there. I'm glad. I'm, and uh, I know there'll be a number of other participants. There'll be some panelists, a, an attorney panel, and then those from the legislature and those who are involved in legislation that is key to being preserved with a solid conservative folks this is the most important election that we've had you've heard the democrat judges say what they plan to do already got a boogie thanks for joining us have a great day we'll talk again tomorrow